All right, welcome back to Three Men Weave, episode 11, here with co-hosts Enzo Makuchi, Kevin Sweeney. And today, we've got an extra special episode of Three Men Weave, because now we are officially sponsored by Martel HVAC. Thank you to Martel for sponsoring, got us all the hoodies. Sweet hoodies. Check Sweet out the hoodies. YouTube. Say mm. hello to YouTube boys. YouTube. Check them out if you want to see it. Got Pretty the, tough. Got the logo, got the flag, tough hoodies. I'd like to thank uh, Martel, and for any of your air conditioning or plumbing needs, call 774-233-1135 or visit martelhvac.com. Now, let's head into some start sits, get right into it. Hold on, before we even say, I just want to oh. formally apologize. Um, I think uh, Dot, no, or he's trying to tell me it's my fault that Ramondre got hurt, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, the... that sucks. I mean, I really feel bad. I'm sure everyone who had Ramondre went and scooped up Zeke. Um, it's end of an era, so I guess we won't be talking about Mondre anymore. But it's a sad day. Yeah, it's it's tough sad scene. Day. Yeah, and another running back that has uh, been pretty mid this year. You know, not really his fault, but a little bit it is. We got Zach Moss as my start this week. RB twenty on the that. season. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love it as well. And for me, don't let's not get one. Let's not let one bad game ruin your opinion of Zach Moss. Without Jonathan Taylor, he has been an absolute workhorse in this Colts offense, which is pretty good offense. I think it's top five in the NFL. Dropped mm-hmm. thirty-four points last week. I'm pretty sure. And last week he saw twenty-one touches in an offense that has been really good. Since they're playing Cincinnati, they led up twenty-eight to the Jaguars. And I think at least 70 rushing yards, three catches, and a touchdown for Moss is not a ridiculous expectation for him. I'm guessing, I think, I mean, a 25-plus game, I think, is very possible for him. And I think he's at a really high floor, too. I think 15, 16 points is the worst you're getting from Zach Moss this week. Yeah, especially against Cincinnati. I think that's a good point. I mean, Zach Moss, like you said, one bad game doesn't uh, define a running back season. So, you know, it's just uh, stem the tide. Mm. Uh, time for Zach Moss, and I'm sure he'll bounce back this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, we'll move into uh, my start of the week. I got Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. Um, Has had a bit of an up-and-down season in terms of fantasy. You know, he's had some bad games, scored less than 10 points a few times. He's also popped off for 25-plus a few times, too. Uh, And then other than that, he's usually just in, like, that 13 to 20 range most games. Uh, However, he's going against Green Bay this week. They have the 25th-ranked run defense in the league. Um, some big players that uh, they've let up a lot of points to. Pacheco last week, 23.3. Uh, Najee, 18.6. And uh, Jalen Warren, 21. Um, so I definitely think Saquon could definitely go off. Um, he's projected 16 right now. I definitely see that in a good spot. Um, but I think he's up to like anywhere near 20 points he can get. Uh, the thing, too, about Saquon, too, is he's putting up like 30 points, you know, 18 points, 20 points, 25 points. And yet he only has one rushing touchdown on the season. Wow. So that's, he's got to be due at some point. So weird. Yeah. So it, it, he always has, like, that big play, that big run. Um, so I think, you know, once he gets set in the end zone, he'll start to put up some more numbers. So I think start Saquon this week. I think yeah. there are, like, seven-point dogs to Green Bay. You think his receiving upside could be there if they're I think, losing? Yeah, I, I definitely think so, too, um, <coughs> especially since Green Bay has such a great passing defense, too. Um, I think it's a good spot. He could definitely get a lot of receiving work out of the backfield. Yeah, and one thing on Saquon, too, I think when Tommy DeVito took over the starting QB role, we were kind of hesitant, I mean, as we should have been. But, I mean, for all intents and purposes, DeVito hasn't looked that bad. I mean, what was the game a couple weeks ago where he um, threw that long touchdown to Saquon? Against Washington. Yeah, Washington. That was a beautiful throw. Yeah, it was. It was a great throw. He's a game commander or a game, you know, manager. Manager, manager, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think that's a bad start at all. I, I'd plug him in if you yeah. could. Yeah. Um, moving on to my start, and this isn't as hot as my usual starts are. It's just going to be DJ Moore. I think he's a must start. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. after uh, Justin Fields has come back, I think DJ Moore has continued to uh, impress fantasy managers and keep him happy because he's coming off two 22-point pl- or. 22-point games uh, in each of his last two games. I mean, I was watching that game when they played the Vikings, and he was going off. Um, I think Justin Fields looks to him as his primary target, and then if you have Cole Komet, too, I think he's another great option as your fan, or as your fantasy tight end. So Ton of upside. He's mm-hmm. also facing Detroit, and we talked about last week how the Detroit Lions are going to have to uh, target some secondary help in the draft in the offseason. So I think uh, this is a great spot for DJ Mark. DJ Moore and he should feast on the secondary. I like that start. Yeah. Get into my sit this week. I've got, you know, I hate to say it, we got Maxi right here. I've got Garrett Wilson. No, good. <laughs> no, wide obviously. receiver, twenty-five on the year, and I mean, I, it's it's not a hot take. Like no. we've all heard the news. Zach Wilson asked to start. He is. He was, He's starting. He, well, he got named the starter. Yeah. The full story got asked to be the starter. Initially said, uh, I'll think on. Oh it. my god, yeah, that is terrible, Zach yeah. Wilson. If you're listening, you are. You have no character. <laughs> Today he was named the starter, so <clears throat> you will get Zach Wilson on 70% effort, I'm going to guess. And, I mean, I just feel bad. Garrett Wilson, he's such a good receiver. And, I mean, maybe he gets, like, a good enough work on volume, but I think he's completely touchdown dependent to be even fantasy relevant. I think, you know, in Maxie's case, he's got Christian Watson. I'm starting Christian Watson over Garrett Wilson every day of the week. Yeah. I think the touchdown upside there is in a way better offense. Mm-hmm. I've got Zach Garrett Wilson as my sit this week, getting less than 12 fantasy points. Wow. All right. All right. Um, moving on to my sit for the week, uh, Ravens running back Gus Edwards. Mm. Um, again, going up, going up against a top-10 run defense in the Rams this year. They felt some top backs to, you know, single-digit points. Uh, James Conner, 7.2, and Tony Pollard, 6.5. Uh, and the Rams have only let up five rushing touchdowns in total in the season. Um, so for Gus, who's a running back, gets a lot of points from touchdowns. You can't see a ton of upside. Um, you can't see him scoring. I think I don't think you can see him scoring more than like twelve. Um, so I think that's his ceiling for this week. Um, not to mention too, I mean like uh, Lamar and Zay and Odell, they've been starting to get clicking a little bit. Um, so I think that passing offense is starting to become a little bit more alive. Um, so I don't think that Gus is a good idea to start this week. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And I think the fact of the matter is that. Gus isn't really like that talented of a back. Not at I mean, all. yeah, exactly. Mis- I might be mistaken, but you know, he's just bruising his way in for touchdowns, which is great. He's yeah. a great goal yeah. line back. He's a big boy. He can get in there, but he is. he's not going to break off the long run. He's not going to help you in the receiving game. So I, I like that set. Mm. And then moving on to my set, this one is hot, especially oh, after his last game uh, <coughs> last week against the Denver Broncos. That's going to be wide receiver Nico Collins. Oh, yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. Well, oh, that's brutal. I got some reasoning as always. Uh Nico Collins, I know, he just had 191 yards. That's 34 pa- fantasy points. I think he had a touchdown in there too. Um but he plays the Jets defense and we all know how great Sauce Gardner is. No matter if you want to call him a holding merchant, I know that's all over TikTok <laughs> and whatnot, but he's still a great cornerback and the fact of the matter is he gets away with it. So, uh I expect Sauce to shut him down or hold him to uh, pretty limited work. Um, also, one stat that I found that was really crazy to me was the Jets have not allowed a single touchdown to a perimeter wide receiver. So that's an outside wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't allowed a touchdown to one of those wide receivers all season long. That's pretty crazy. So, again, I think the touchdown 
in this matchup, especially against Sauce Gardner, is going to be needed for him to be relevant this week, and I just don't see him getting that. I'm not going to go against the numbers here. I'm going to keep it pretty safe. I mean, I still think Nico can deliver you 12 points, you know, 12 to 13, but I don't expect him to get over 20. I don't expect him to even get 20. Um, so for that, I'm going to say sit Nico Collins. I mean, obviously, if you're in a tight spot, you can't really justify it sitting Nico Collins, but if you got someone like Brendan was talking about, like Christian Watson, it's between the, them two. I like that I like that start uh Christian Watson or you know, some of these other guys. That's uh, crazy to hear that saying the start Christian Watson after all the hate this yeah. year. I don't like Christian Watson, road. but I mean what was he was they played the Chiefs and he had twenty seven points, he had yeah. two touchdowns and yeah. he was against that kid Trey McDuffie, right? Mm. Trey McDuffie. Trey, Trey McDuffie. McDuffie. He's yeah. good. Like yeah, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, Underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um yeah. And I, I gotta assume that McDuffie would have been on uh, Watson. Yeah. So it seems like he had his way with that. Mm. Yeah. No. All right. Getting into our part two of our Christmas list segment. Last week we had an NFC. This week we got AFC, and I'll start it off with the AFC North. We've got the Baltimore Ravens, and for me, <clears throat> their Christmas list is. Not even something they can get the offseason, nothing to get now. I think they need the number one seed or home field advantage. Mm. I think that this year would be, if the Ravens do not make the Super Bowl, it is going to be an all-time missed opportunity for them. Think about the landscape of the AFC. Burrow, done for the year. Deshaun, done for the year. Trevor, done for the year. Chiefs, struggling, 8-4. and four. You have lead on the Chiefs. You can't let that go. Yeah. And I think the Ravens, need home field advantage, they need a number one seed, they have to be in Baltimore and setting the tone of these playoff games. And I think if the playoffs run through Baltimore, then they should be the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're over the Chiefs, I think they're over the Dolphins, and I think, yeah, I think they should be the favorites. I think they need number one seed for Christmas this year. And number two in the division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got a splash move at QB, because I'm looking at this roster. Their defense have played really well, TJ Watson is prime. He's fantastic. Pickens, Deontay, and Firemuth really aren't the worst weapons. These aren't the Patriots we're talking about. This isn't uh, not Devontae to mention Parker. you have uh, Jalen Warren, too. He's exactly. looking He's like a great back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think pretty good weapons. Definitely nothing to complain about there. And I think, and new coordinator as well. Matt Cannon is oh, out. Yeah. I think the excuses are out for Kenny Pickett. I think if this offense could be consistent, the Steelers could be a perennial contender. So I think a move for Kyler, a move for Fields, a move for maybe even Kirk Cousins if that injury doesn't hinder him too much, mm. or a push for Drake May in the draft. I mean, we know the Patriots. They'd be willing to trade down for a bag of chips. And yeah. I think if the Steelers want to make that deal, I think that's something that they should look into, a little uh, Drake May. Mm-hmm. But yeah, splash move for QB for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For the Cleveland Browns, I've got... They need to assemble the dream team of scouting because they have no cap room in the next couple years and no draft picks. The Watson contract is about to hit, and it's a $63 million cap hit for the wow. next three years. That's insane. 63, 63, 63. That's crazy. Each year. That is insane. They only have $6 million in cap room next year, and they're going to have to hit on a lot of day two and day three picks. They have eight picks in the next draft. Six of them are in rounds five mm. or later. That is incredible. So I think they need to hire, just pay the scouts as much money as you can so you can hit on a couple of these picks and maybe next year compete for a title. Despite, I mean, I thought Deshaun played pretty garbage this year. I thought yeah. he was not yeah. worth that contract. Whether it was injury or not. I Literally. Guess. Oh, yeah. I well, think Russ. Russ matter. played bad last year in, in That's uh, fair. Denver. That's fair. Russ won a Super Bowl. Give him one more year. <laughs> All right. That's fair. fair That's fair. We're not getting into, like, you're not about to compare Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. I'm not letting that happen on this I don't, podcast. I don't think next week, possibly. I don't think that's that crazy. That's pretty that crazy. crazy. 
Uh, final team in the AFC North, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And for me, it's it's like my Saints take last week. It's to realize they can't run Joe Burrow into the ground. I think this is a hot take. Many people, I don't think, agree with this. But I think the recklessness showed, shown by the Bengals towards Joe Burrow this year was insane. Mm. He injures the calf, expected to be out for two to three weeks when that when it happened. Turns out he's not out for any weeks. Rushes them back against the Browns, which he historically struggles against. He, you know, plays garbage. Like the first, I think the first four weeks, he was statistically the worst quarterback yeah. in the NFL. And we know Joe Burrow didn't just stop being good; he was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly, you know, with the calf injuries, you know, you worry about ACLs. But I was more worried about he can't escape. What if he gets Miles Garrett just clobbers him? Yeah. What if that yeah. turns into a broken collarbone? Yeah. I think it was ridiculous recklessness by the Bengals, completely putting their chips into a season that they didn't have to. They said it themselves. I think there's a quote of, whenever we have Joey B, we're, our Super Bowl window's open. All right, well then, plan for it. Yeah. Another reason of that, um, the T. Higgins contract, He they could have gotten a first-round pick for him so easily oh, yeah. this year. So easily. And he's out of his – like, he just, like, hasn't looked like himself this year. Exactly. Oh, I, I think that's more attributed to the quarterback room. I mean, but. I, I'm not even sure on his talent-wise. You can debate all you want for that. But, I mean, get a first-round pick, draft a receiver. Yeah. Like, imagine they could have gotten – um, like, they can't get Marv, obviously, but another top receiver in this draft. Yeah, there's plenty teams. of them. It would have been, would have been perfect. It would have been so perfect. And I honestly think if the, after seeing Jake Browning play – I mean, maybe this is you know a little 2020 uh, hindsight here, but if Burrow sat out to Week Four, are the Bengals not in a same or better record yeah. no, with that's Burrow a really good point. making a playoff push? Right. I think they are. That's a good topic. And yeah. I think yeah, I think the Bengals management really has to take an internal look of how they have to value their quarterback to make sure he doesn't last, to make sure that he can last 15 years and not five years yeah, and get right. injured again. He's had two season-ending injuries, and I think the Bengals have to realize that if you have to kill a year of his prime because he's hurt then yeah you got next year like yeah i think the Bengals just need some self-awareness mm-hmm. all right so then we'll move out to the afc west now uh we'll start with the uh leader of the division chiefs i think it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. they need wide receivers oh yeah uh yeah. and it was pretty pretty clear since week one when they lost to detroit um coming into the season big super bowl defending champions and the wide receiver core basically blew that game. Kadarius Tony had two awful drops that led to turnovers. Um, and just overall, like their wide receiver room in general, um, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, just not going to cut it. And then, like, even, like, Kelsey just, like, hasn't looked like himself all season. And, like, the thing is, too, like, you can start doubling Kelsey when, like, there's absolutely no threats on the outside. So, like, this is just not a reliable like receiver room like if you want to go against like the Niners the Dolphins in the playoffs the Ravens the Jags you know, like t- some of these top teams um the Eagles too um uh, and the thing is they had opportunities they could have traded or signed like Devontae Adams they want he wanted out of Las Vegas you're telling me like they couldn't he couldn't have gotten on the line like they couldn't have unloaded a few picks for Devontae Adams who's still towards the end of his prime but he's still a good receiver and the thing is too like Mahomes can only take them so far um but I think the Chiefs are like again like being exposed like they have no wide receiver room um, so I think what they need most is some wide receivers, whether it's a trade, sign. I mean, there are some good wide receivers in this free agent class. Uh, so whether it's a trade or a signing, I think they got to get some wide receivers. Um, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I say for them is um, their Christmas list is to finally hit on a first-round draft pick <laughs> this season. Um, it, it's, I was looking back through their drafts, and, and they're just horrible. Of their last seven first-round picks, I say like they've only hit one in Josh Jacobs. You could say whatever. Tyree Wilson is still, he's yeah. still produ- or um, developing yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, bring it back to 2019. You had three first-round picks 
Yo, Cleland Farrell, fourth overall. When, like, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, is he exactly. Out of the league? <laughs> like he uh, I think be... he's I think he's on some like random team, but like jo- Cleland Farrell. There's a reason we Josh, don't know where he is. Josh Allen was still on Josh Allen for the Jaguars. Yeah. Still on the board at the time. Oof. Passed up on him. They, there were so many big That's names cool. they passed up on. I mean they later in that draft, their second first round pick, they got Josh Jacobs. He's a fan, fa- uh, franchise running back. Jonathan Abrams, nothing crazy <laughs> yeah. with him. Nothing sp- I don't even know if he's still on the team. Mm. You go to next year, you get Henry Ruggs, bit of an unfortunate situation uh, that happened with him. Damon Arnett. Again, uh, yeah. similar <laughs> unfortunate situation that happened with him. Alex Leatherwood was on the team for a year. Oh, he was awful. Yeah, and he was god awful. One, one and a half year, two years, something like yeah, that. He was god awful. Yeah, and then Tyree bad. Wilson. It's maybe too early to tell, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's not looked so good all season. Uh, and they'll probably have another top ten, top fifteen pick this year. Um, so maybe cross fingers crossed for them <laughs> and their fans that they'll hit on it. Um, Next up, I got the Chargers. This might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think Justin Herbert needs to start up in his game a little bit and start playing mm, up to that. his standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the coaching situation is horrible, um, but like, there's like, it's just like the same excuse over and over again. It seems kind of boring. Like, he has like some good weapons. He got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams before he got hurt. Um, but like, I'm like, was looking at his stats earlier, and it's like, he, like some of his stats, like he's just like regressing. Like 2021, he had 38 passing touchdowns. Last year, he had 25. Like. That's 13 less. Like, that's a big, like, big, like, regress, regression. Yeah. Um, and then he also went from over 5,000 passing yards to 4,700. And, like, this year it seems like he's going to probably be in, like, that similar, like, 27 touchdowns, like, probably, like, 4,500 passing yards, something like that, uh, maybe even less than 4,500 passing yards. But he's clearly regressed. So I think, he, like, and he's starting to become overrated. Like, everyone's always saying, like, oh, if he had a good coach, if he had better weapons, if Quentin Joss could catch the ball. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, like, it, it's over. Like, you got to start playing, like, the franchise QB. You were drafted with a first-round pick. You got to start playing like it. Uh, and then, finally, the Broncos, I think they just, like, kind of just got to buckle down and make a push for the playoffs. Um, they were one of the hottest teams before meeting Houston. Um, which they had a pretty bad game. So, I mean, what, they rattled off five, six wins in a row before that. Yeah, and they um, very easily could have won that game. Exactly. Houston, they were right down on the goal line. They just couldn't push it in. Exactly, so. yeah. Um, I, I think they can still make a push for the playoffs with the remaining schedule and maybe rattle out some wins. Um, they're behind Indy and Houston in the playoffs right now, so Houston obviously has a tiebreaker over them. But they're playing great football, too. Like, you can't deny that. Um, but I think they'll ultimately need to win out if they want to have a shot at making the playoffs. That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so uh, now we're going to move over to the AFC South. Um, so to start off, we're going to go with the Texans. They are looking great. Uh, they made a miraculous turnaround from the past couple seasons to this season. C.J. Stroud's looking like the truth. Tank Dell and Nico Collins are looking really, really good, but they're still missing a big piece on that offense, and that's that RB1. Mm. Um, Damian Pierce, yep. as Brendan knows too well, is just not good. He so looked bad. he looked pretty solid last year, and it was just one hell of a drop off for him from last year to this year. And you know what? There's a bunch of good uh, running backs in this draft that they could get in the second or third round. I'm looking at Travion Henderson, Blake Corum, Audric Estime from Notre Dame, um, and Jonathan Brooks from Texas. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, I love that guy. If they could, <laughs> if they could. If they could uh, be able to grab one of those guys in the draft and look to make a deep playoff run in the next couple of years, uh, that's what I'm looking for for the Texans Christmas. Um, right next to the Jaguars, they need to get rid of the injury bug. It's Ooh, like starter yeah. after starter yeah, after yeah. starter is just bad. dropping. They're dropping like flies. You know, you saw la- last week Trevor Lawrence went down. Mm. Bad, bad. That looked really yeah. bad. And then Christian Kirk with 
one hell of an injury. Um, <laughs> you know, he's out for eight weeks, which is kind of crazy to me that, that that's going to be. Christian out for eight weeks? Yeah. yeah. He's got to get surgery on the Uh-oh. on his nether regions. Um, yeah, that's tough. So, I mean, freak accident, yeah, sure. Maybe not the best protection for Trevor also. And then, you know, ETN's still been battling that injury bug. He's still yeah, been he's able to. Yeah, banged up. Yeah, he's been able to come back, play games, play well, usually. Um, but, you know, they really got to. Get a, get a grasp on maybe it's their conditioning, maybe it's their practice. It's like, yeah, I think to your point too about the Jags' O line, I definitely would like to see them up their O line because I mean, having Etienne on my fantasy team, I love him. But whenever I watch the Jags on red zone, whenever he runs to the outside, yeah. he's breaking off. I mean, that's where he wants to run, and that's yeah, yeah. where you got to get him open space. And right. I feel like they do that. 10% of the time, and the other 90%, they're running inside zone or jamming up the middle. Yeah. And right with an O-line, that's... With a bad O-line. It's just yeah, going to get him good. injured, and yeah. he's not that type of runner anyway. So I think you got to form your team around your star players. I mean, I think all of us would agree ETN is a pretty, you know... Talented, talented back. Talented yeah. So I think... I think with some better help on the O-line, he could probably break out in a big way. Right, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, this team is looking good. Um, I mean, Trevor is looking like what he should have been looking like when he got drafted. He's looking really good. Mm-hmm. They got Calvin Ridley, who is up for free agency. I think they should get him back. Yeah. Uh, he had a rough middle of the season, but he's starting to ramp it back up again. Yeah. Uh, he's a talented wide receiver. We know he missed a year for gambling, but he's back. Um, and they got Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is looking good in the slot. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, they're looking like a great offense, but it's just the injuries, and maybe that's part of the coaching staff's mm-hmm. problem. But mm-hmm. they really got to figure that out. Um, then for the Colts... I said get Pittman back. That offense is finally looking good. good. And, you know, they got AR-15. He looked really good before he went down with that injury. He'll be back next year. If they want that that same, like, kind of punch with that offense, they'll keep Jonathan Taylor and they'll keep Pittman. Pittman is a free agent this year, so they should get him back. But on the defensive side, they definitely need some help Mm -hmm. there. Um, Cornerback is a big position to be for them, and then edge, too. I think they could solve their edge needs through the draft. I know they're picking around 22 right now. Um, so, like, a guy like Jared Verse from Florida State would be a huge pick for them. And, you know, he's been pretty dominant on that team, and I think he could be a pretty big impact coming right out of the right out of the draft for them. So, overall, just get Pittman back and maybe bolster the defense a little bit, and they'll be looking good. And then uh, Titans, just scrap everything. And <laughs> yeah, over again. I agree. Uh, I agree. They are old with talent and that mm-hmm. historically doesn't work you know Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry he's awesome right but he's don't look don't look <laughs> like that come on dude Derrick Henry's awesome come on and, dude and and um he he is old he's very old he's getting very old true. then you got D Hop out there old again but very, very good and you know Jeffrey Simmons is getting up there in age a little bit uh, Will Levis is good. He's a good guy to start the rebuild with, maybe. Mm. He looked good in that a couple games this season, throwing a D-hop there. Mm. He's a dog. Um, so, you know, you have a good starting piece for that rebuild. You just got to build around him, kind of, maybe scrap some of the old guys, see what you could get through trades. I really think they should have traded Derrick Henry to the Ravens at the draft, uh, the dra- deadline. But I agree. They did not. What um, a sick trade. Yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, they probably still could have gotten a second or first round pick for him, and they just wasted that opportunity. Obviously, they were not making a deep push in the playoffs this year, so I don't know why they didn't do that. But you know, 
for the Titans, definitely start a rebuild. Overall, though, I think the AFC South is looking up. They're definitely trending up um, throughout the years from where they had been in the past five to, to now. It's like a completely different division, so it's looking good for them. Just a couple things they need to work on there. Yeah. All right, moving on to the AFC East, and we're going to start it off with the Dolphins. So looking at this team, um, First of all, their D-line is in a bit of a bind here with Christian Wilkins. I think he's a pretty good D-lineman. He's kind of a staple in that team. I mean, you always see him on the um, mic'd up. He's always got a hot mic talking his game. But I think he's a good player regardless. He's going to be a free agent, so I think you got to look to bring him back because also on the other side of that, Raekwon Davis, an emerging star, um, pretty good player. He's also going to be a free agent this year. So I think targeting D-line prospects. Um, are going to be necessary, and they're going to be picking pretty late too. So another guy like Max just said, Verse, um, I think that would be a good fit for them. Also, um, this may be a little bit down the ladder for the Dolphins considering um, they had a good tight end in Gusecki, and once Mike McDaniel got to town, he kind of phased Gusecki out. And look, I mean, you can't really talk bad on the Dolphins' offense because they're one of the most uh, electrifying offenses in the NFL. But I will say... Having a good tight end, even not not even like an amazing one, just a good one, I think can open up that passing game a little more for Tua. I know they like to do a lot of timing passes, so pop passes. I think a tight end will open the door for them a little more, make them a little more dynamic. Um, so I think maybe targeting a tight end in the later drafts, someone that they like, you know, just to see what they are, or you know, target uh, one of these more mid tight ends, like not mid, I guess, but one of these more just you know run in the mill guys. Um, like Hunter Henry. I know he's going to be a free agent. Uh, I think he might be a good fit. And also, the Dolphins are starting to run the ball a lot more than I think a lot of people expected this year, so I think a good blocking tight end for them would also help the run game. Also, one more thing. Uh, Their safeties, three of them are free agents this year, so that might be something to look at. Um, Moving on to the Bills, I think going after a wide receiver is necessary. I don't know what you're going to say. Gabe Davis, um, he's going to be a free agent. He's a great number two. I like Gabe Davis. Nothing wrong with him. But since he's going to be a free agent, I'm expecting him to get a big payday. Uh, I think he's one of those guys. You know, some of these guys just they're good players, but they don't deserve these huge contracts. So I think Gabe Davis kind of falls into that category. Um, Although I do uh, think he deserves his money. I don't think he deserves the whole boat. Um, And then they got Diggs on the other side of that and his cap hit is really expensive um i think it's around 27 million for the next two or three years i think Damn. so that's, that's a sense. lot of money and you know we talked about this before Diggs, although he's a great receiver and he's had a lot of success in buffalo in the past he just doesn't look like he wants to be there yeah. or you know there's he just something out, going on between yeah. him and the organization 100%. him or alan there's some turmoil there Definitely. it seems like they have a really like you know some weeks alan's spitting the ball over to digs all day long it's just him down the throat of the other defense and then some days it's like he's forgotten about so i think um they really got to address that and if they want to keep digs for the future they need to know that he's gonna ride for this team if not um i think a lot of draft analysts is what i was reading are projecting them to draft keon coleman Um, and he's He's really good good. and you know the formula in the nfl is you get the young guys and i mean we see it jamar chase uh year after he got drafted right buff or bills or sorry Bengals went to the super bowl so yeah, yeah. it's kind of a formula around the nfl i don't know what they're going to do with that uh, another thing about the 
Bills is their D-tackle, Ed Oliver, which is probably going to be their most sought-after free agent this year um, or in the coming year is going to be a free agent. So another guy like Ed Drescher's like Epinesa and uh, Vaughn Miller, he's really old, and some of the recent news we're finding out about him doesn't look promising yeah. for the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they might need to address some of those needs. Um, moving on to the Jets, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I, You know, it's <laughs> tough because, look, their defense is really good. Yeah. I think – Garrett Wilson, we said he's a great wide receiver. Just doesn't have a good quarterback. Brees I Hall think too. Brees yeah. Hall is a great player. Um, their O line definitely probably needs Good some work. some work. Um, but I just think for them, they're really hoping for a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. and a capable one. I mean, he's going to be what thirty nine years old, forty years it might old, be 40, 40, 40, 40, 40? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, look, not everyone's Tom Brady. So we don't know. Is he going to perform? He's he's a great one. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He very well could. But a lot of Rodgers' game is. Um, revolved around being able to extend plays, get out of the pocket, throw the d- ball down the field. And, you know, as these quarterbacks get older, their mobility is um, – de- Yeah, limited. Yeah. Good word. Um, but I think for them, they're mostly hoping on a healthy cor- or healthy Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. uh, for next season. Yeah. And lastly, for Patriots, uh, it's Caleb or Drake yeah. May. It's yeah. that simple, yeah. and I don't really think we have to spend much more time on that. Um Obviously, Mac Jones is not the answer. He never will be. Uh, he is a career backup quarterback. I just despise him. He's crybaby. Doesn't do anything right. Dirty player too. A dirty player. And he just, you know, he always says he's working on things. He's just time to cut the cord on him. And then one more thing for the Patriots. Um, something they've neglected to add uh, for the past. I mean, ever since Edelman and Gronk kind of left, they've never had a number one wide receiver. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before the pod. Drafted Nikhil Harry. Terrible. Yeah, I think awful. you could have still had uh, Debo Samuel, A.J. Yep. Brown, I think guys like that. I DK mean, Metcalf. Yeah. DK yep. Metcalf. These are bona fide number one wide receivers. They're game changers, and you drafted Nikhil Harry. So, obviously, they're going to take a quarterback. I mean, hopefully, we have no idea what Belichick is going to do if he's still in-house, but hopefully they take uh, Caleb or Drake, and that would leave them with probably limited wide receiver options later on in the draft. So I want to go out and get T. Higgins. I think he'd Ooh. be an amazing fit for the Patriots. As you said, he's going to be a free agent. Um, I think you can get him on a little bit of a discount right now just based on his past season. I just don't think that's his fault. So mm-hmm. T. Higgins, I think that would make Pats fans really happy, and that's what we want to see for Christmas. Do you think uh, Belichick stays? No. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. It is. I don't really know, honestly. I... I'd like to see him stay. I know a lot of people want to see him go and kind of turn the page, maybe flip it over to Gerard Mayo, but mm. I just – I mean, it's Belichick. Yeah. Like, he's you, – although he has had some – I mean, he, he won Coach of the Year two years ago. Yeah. Or yeah. Three years ago? Whatever three, it was. Three yeah. years ago. It was Max's first year? He won Coach of the Year that year? Yeah. Yes, I think so. I think it was made, two. Made, made the playoffs. Made yeah. the playoffs back. Well, and they, I mean, yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. back, that's quite an accomplishment. That that is the way I see it with, like, Belichick is, like – uh, if any other, if this was any other team, like he would have been fired during the middle of the season. Hundred percent. It's just Belichick. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. But I think if you're going to like start with Caleb Williams, I think you just kind of flip the page and start or at a least whole new a regime. new offensive coordinator. Because something, something's going to change just that think, coaching staff. I like, give Ben Johnson all the money he wants. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. we so need some money. of those new offensive minds. I mean, they tried yeah, to pull definitely. in uh, Dave O'Brien. He's a great. Off- I think he won a Super Bowl with the Pats all yeah. those years ago. But or he might have been on the team when Randy Moss was. The he's been the coordinator before. I he's think you just got to find a modern got, coach. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if he's won a Super Bowl. Someone who understands the offenses. Exactly. Yes. So I think, yeah, I think maybe that might be in the cards for the past, but we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. 
All right, now it is time. It's time. The main <laughs> event of the evening. Dots. Locks. Oh, yeah, baby. And we are oh, so yeah. back. We said last week, what did Enzo guarantee? He guaranteed profit. What did we deliver you? Profit, baby. Three That's right. I personally week. guaranteed that. So now whenever I say that again, and I'm not going to say it every Listen. week. Listen. Because I believe in Dot, and I believe in this podcast. And you know what? He <laughs> delivered for me. Listen up. Also, real quick, I was just, uh, you know, going through some of the clips on Instagram. I saw, you know, I saw oh, my Panthers plus six bet that, that hit, by the way. I was looking at uh, Max and Kevin's reaction to that. I hear, oh, oh, it's own one. Oh, it's already own one. Oh, don't, don't bet on this. <laughs> yeah, you bet on it and you won. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, guess what? 30, 29, Still and one lost. overall. 50.8% on the year. Also wrong. We didn't lose. Uh, quick note on last the week. Panthers lost. That, um, yeah, uh, okay. Well, they covered. It get it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, so real quick, just quick note on last week. Bets were all pretty good. Gross pick hit. I just want to make sure that uh, everyone knows that Jaguars bet is the singular worst bet I've ever made. It was Jaguars minus nine. They lost outright. Just, <laughs> well, we, we'll never do that again. And we're starting off. Offensive players, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean that is true. That is true. But I mean, it, they weren't going to ever cover nine in that game. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, back and forth the whole true. way. That was that no, was no, we were on the wrong true. on the wrong side there. Yeah. And we're going to start off this week with you know we, we usually start with the gross pick. This week it's. You know, as Patriots fans, it's a pick that we just know is going to happen because there's just no chance for us. It's Patriots versus Steelers, Thursday Night Football, under 30 and a half. Some quick stats on this game. It is the lowest point total in 17 years. There has never been a total under 32 and a half, and we are at 30 and a half. And the line, I caught this at 30, at 30 and a half, it's down to 30. Yeah. So think about the 17-14 we lose, but it doesn't matter because the Patriots are going to score no points. Let's just real quick break down this game. Uh, some pretty bad offenses right here, Steelers yep. and Patriots. Yeah. Trubisky versus Zappi. A real clash of the Titans here. <laughs> um, Patriots defense has also been fantastic. Like, I feel like I'd expect the Patriots to be the one to give up a lot of points. Yeah. But they've allowed 10 points or less in the last three games, <laughs> and they've also somehow lost all three of those yeah. games. Very fascinating. And the Steelers have let up less than 20 points in six of the last eight games. Obviously, last week was not great for that defense. Lost to the Cardinals and let up 24 points. And it's a huge back spot for that defense. You know, lit up 24 to the Cardinals. Let James Conner just kill you. He did that 25 rushes, 100 yards, and two TDs. That's brutal. Yeah. I think the Steelers yeah. defense got to come back a lot more energized, ready to go. Wait, was this the gross pick? It's not that gross. I feel you know. This When's is, the gross pick coming? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We we'll, usually start with the gross pick. I like the gross nah, pick. Nah, this uh, yeah. Real quick, last ten years point totals under thirty-five and a half are eighteen and twenty-four to the under. That is seventy-five percent. That's absurd. And this year, when the games would have a point total under thirty-six, the game went under. There's been eleven of them. Eight of them went under seventy-two percent. When you see low totals. They're there for a reason because these two offenses are garbage. Dot loves the under. We do. We do. Gentlemen, what are, what are our thoughts on that pick? Under 30 and a half, lowest point total in years. What do we think? I do like that pick. Yeah. Um, both offenses stink, and usually when they're playing a competent <laughs> offense on the other side, that defense gets weared out and tired. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if both teams are going three and out every time, it's just going to be the defense is on the field the whole time. I love time, that. My so. personal score prediction is 7-3. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, 6-3. Like makes sense. No touchdowns. No touchdown, like no touchdown like bet. Three nothing. Plus a million. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Why not? Our next pick here, we have got, this one's pretty gross. You know, if yeah, you want to call this one the gross pick, gross. go ahead. <laughs> oh, it's God. real gross. <laughs> the, some may say Doc doesn't learn his lesson. I say things can't happen twice in a row. Seattle plus 10.5 at San Francisco. 
did now the question you might be asking dot did you literally make this pick on thanksgiving and it lost yes but we're feeding the team of the week again everyone's talking about san fran everyone's talking about oh my god they beat the eagles oh my god they're the best team in the league the brock purdy hate never never ends oh stop he doesn't oh stop going last week real quick fading the team of the week broncos banged that was minus three and a half texans we hit that one and it's pretty simple reasoning this is a these are two division rivals and they're one and two in the division there's just no way that they get blown out in both of the games and the Seahawks, they have, if you've seen, they went from six and three to they're on path to missing the playoffs from six and three, and I think that's pretty absurd. I, be- I believe in this team all year, and I continue to, and I just don't think they get blown out. I think the 49ers are coming off their best win, and a bounce and a, a nice letdown spot for them is right in the cards. And I think a backdoor cover is real likely. I'm getting the full ten and the hook, so I think let's say it's 27, 27, 10. Touchdown by the Seahawks in garbage time. I cover. We lose by 10. And I think, yeah, Seattle minus 10.5. It's way too many points. Line start at 12. There's a reason that's been bet all the way down to 10.5. I'll take Seattle in this one. Next pick, it's it's pretty gross as well. It's not not terrible. Two know? for one. I know. I know. We're getting. All right. This is getting... my Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two gross picks. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Pick. I mean, you could say it's gross, but I just simply, you know, I talk about, I talk about bounce back spots, I talk about buying low, selling high. I'm going to go back on that reasoning. I've got Dallas minus three versus Philadelphia. And yeah. the Eagles, they got exposed last week. Listen, oh, yeah. I, I usually, I'm not oh, a big yeah. one to bet against the Eagles because Jalen Hurts always finds ways to win. But the Niners exposed. No, you exposed, either win or you learn. True. The Niners <laughs> <Cringe>. exposed. <laughs> really? I said cringe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, the Niners exposed the issues hmm. with Philadelphia. That secondary might be, is it is it bottom eight in the NFL? Is it bottom five? The birds. Eagle, Eagle secondary? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty old. It's pretty bad. Debo was talking trash. He was right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved that. Oh, yeah. That was no, yeah, fantastic. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so sick. He is. <laughs> yeah. Three touchdowns. That was... Um, he oh, my God. Game. No, we're not right. doing this. Gentlemen, Get out. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. <laughs> it's a good game. I think this Jesus. Eagles defense is very reliant on their front four, which is amazing. It's building oh, yeah. out of a lot their of games. Their front four is insane. But I think the secondary is going to let them down again. Again, Dallas <laughs> needs this game very badly. Yeah. And if the Dallas beats Philly, that number one seed, or Philly's Philly becomes, like, that division could be lost for Philly. Dallas can win out, and Eagles, they drop one more. Yeah. And it could be rough for well, them. they're going to lose to the Giants one of those games. Obviously going to lose to the Giants. <laughs> Um, and, I th- and one stat that I thought was really interesting and didn't really make so much sense to me, Philadelphia is 0-5 straight up in their last five road games against the Cowboys. Mm. Five straight really? wins for Dallas. Seems so weird to me because the Eagles huh. haven't, they got, that's two last year too, and they won both. Uh, but yeah, I've got Dallas minus three. I think it's the same tune as last week, and I think the Eagles have bounced back from this one, but I don't think they bounced back from 49ers yet. I think they were all built up for that game. And they a huge letdown. I think the team's beat up. I think they need. They I think they need, they need a bye week now mm. more than ever, and they're not going to get it because that went early in the year. So I think Dallas minus three. It's our bet for our fourth. We get, we got three this. We got four picks this mm. week. Dots locks full okay. slate. All right, overload slate. Chiefs minus two and a half versus Buffalo. I, I couldn't believe this line personally when I saw this. The Chiefs own the Bills. Yeah, and you get and, the field goal. To and exactly less a field goal. Chiefs, are you kidding me? Both teams coming off a loss. Bills off the bye, and Mahomes has an incredible record of being a favorite of less than three. 18, 7, and 1 against the spread when he's a favorite wow. of less than three. That's incredible. The Chiefs' defense is still fantastic, and I think despite their pass catchers, the Chiefs' offense will finally get their act together. They'll finally, this Bills' defense is susceptible. 
as you said, Von Miller's out. I think this team is old. This defense is not good. Yeah. And in 2023, Buffalo on the road is 1-4 against the spread. Huh. And as road dogs, 0-2. Hmm. Haven't yeah. even won as road dogs yet. I think Sean McDermott is most likely on his last leg as a coach. And I think, honestly, when Zoe was going over his Christmas list, I thought he was going to say Sean McDermott get fired. Mm. And I think that he really is not a good coach. And I think him versus Andy Reid, I'm taking Andy Reid yeah. all oh, yeah. day. Every yeah. time. No, Brandon. I think, yeah, yeah, Chiefs win. I think this Chiefs win by seven, Chiefs win by four. I think really any Chiefs win here gets me, gets me this victory. I really doubt Chiefs win by one or two. Yeah. I think Chiefs minus two and a half versus the Bills. And... You know, we don't got five picks, but we got a little teaser this week. Bringing back the teasers. I just saw this two, these two teaser legs, and I couldn't stay away from it. Ravens, we're teasing them from minus seven to minus one versus the Rams. Pretty simple reasoning. Lamar versus the NFC has, like I think, like a 70% win record against the NFC. <laughs> My bad. Technical difficulties. Because think about the NFC. They never see Lamar, so they're not used to this offense. So that's why he's so good against them. And, and it's a home game for the, for the Ravens. And mm-hmm. the Packers, uh, minus a half. Against the Giants, they're just the Packers. No. They're, they're going to win. No. So all I need is Ravens and no. Packers money line. That, that's at minus 130. No. I'll take that every day of the week as no. the teaser. You're, you're betting against Tommy DeVito? Come on, dude. You know, oh, as much geez. as I mean, he carved up my Patriots. Yeah. It's a very he impressive did. win. He carved up the command. He's the Patriots. The Patriots. And the Commanders. But listen, I'm, I'm going to have to take for this week. the Packers. But now, Zo, introduce it for me. I oh, my it. God. I need this privilege, and I'm so thankful that you gave it to me. Look. We guaranteed it would hit once, and it finally <laughs> hits the pod lay. Can we just get a round of applause for the podcast? Let's Clap go. it up, boys, because the pod lay finally hit. Uh, no thanks to me, as that was huge sweat. I had the uh, Pats plus six, and they lost by <laughs> yeah. six. So that push, thank God, I've, if I sold that one, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. But here we go. Let's we got go. the pod lay again. Going for two in a row? We're going two for in two a row. in a row, baby. Back to back. Two Pete. Now, Kev. Give me your life. Sweeney. I'll start us off it. early. We got Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Ooh, wow. wow. That's a, lot a lot of points. points. Yeah, that's a lot of points. There's history with that, though. Max's leg, first life or leg he hit. Well, Dolphins minus 13. Nice, I mean, I don't, have, I don't have too much, like, explanation for this. It kind of just jumped off the page to me. I love it. I mean, look, like, the Dolphins just they obliterated Washington. They got mm. HN back. He looks like himself again. You know, Tyreek's always doing his thing. Tua's doing his thing. Titans, their secondary is abysmal. And that's why I'm taking Dolphins minus 13 and a half. First I leg. love it. All right, Max, it. give it to me straight. Maxer. All right. So I was looking. I was searching. I was searching for another lock. Go 3-0 on the pod lay. I found one. I Whoa. think I found one. No, you found one. Okay. Cleveland Browns minus three. Let me tell you why. Ooh. All right. Tell me why. Convince me. Here's Everybody's hurt on the Jags. I said that before. True. That's true. Everybody's injured. We got we to gotta scrap. We got to do something else with the Jags. Mm. Comes down to the defenses. Who has a better defense? The Cleveland Browns do. Goddamn right. Let's Minus three. Go. Lock it in. See, All right, here we, go. Let's go. Here, we go. here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Round and third right here. We're taking Houston minus six. I, I think they it. bounce back. Woo! I think this I is it. a pretty safe pick. We're just trying to get the lay down. We got a, we got a nice safe one. This shouldn't let you down. Uh, usually I go with the props, but I can't. I love, I love Stroud. I think the Houston Texans blow them out. And Dot, here we go. Bring Tuck us home. In. Bring, Bring me us home. I need it. It's time for the tuck-in, and we get tucked in by this line that makes no sense. No sense. Lions versus Bears, over 40. This game, last last time these two played, they scored 56 points. The line's at 40. Justin Gentlemen. Fields is back. Gentlemen, 
Justin Fields. This is honestly, we know the Lions offense. Oh, we yeah. know it's really oh, good. Yeah. And, I mean, the Bears offense is not that bad. I mean, the Bears put up numbers against, I mean, this Lions defense has been putting up Saints 28 points. The Saints suck. Yeah. The Saints can't, like, score the offense against anybody except they did against the Lions. And the Bears, listen, the last time they played the Lions, it was a back-and-forth game, shootout. I'm saying happens again. I think the Bears actually win this game. You know, maybe it's the fifth pick on Dots Locks. But, <laughs> but, listen, I think both teams get to 27. I don't know how this line's at only 40. Maybe it's a trap. It doesn't matter. Lions versus Bears, over 40. Lock it in. Lock We're it talking. in. That's Lock the pod lay. And you know what? I'm staking my reputation on this. Once again, I guaranteed profit last week on Dots Locks. I'm guaranteeing profit Let's on the pod lay. Let's go. Two weeks in a row. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go, gentlemen. And that's what we got for you. Uh, sorry for the – we got a little flair for the dramatics this week. But, you know, we're hyped up. We just we want are. a pod lay. This is like – It's incredible. First this is one. amazing. First one. We love it. Got to go back to back. Don't let us get one. We'll go that's back to back. That's right. That. Don't Listen. let us get one. Hey, Jalen Brown said that. They won two more in a row and then they lost. Boom. So you got exactly. two more. We got two more. We got two more. We got two more in us. All right. All Thank right. you for everyone tuning in. Um, having a lot of fun with this, as you guys can tell. So we really appreciate all your support. And uh, thanks to D- Dot and um, Martel HVAC. Martel First yeah. sponsor. That's huge. Brought to you by so, Martel. Uh, follow the IG, follow the TikTok, follow the YouTube. And, uh, yeah, and one more announcement before we go this week. Uh, finals week is coming up. We just want to wish everyone good luck on their finals. What a but good guy you are. You know what? We don't care about – well, we do care about finals. But we're still <laughs> bringing you an episode. We we're still it. bringing you an episode uh, next it. week. So tune in on Wednesday. Regular time should be out around, uh, you know, 6, 7 o'clock whenever it's out. Uh, so just look for that heads up. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Sweet. Thank you. See you, boys.